Assalamu alaikum people listening and watching you are tuning into the Let's Walk podcast I am your host Ataur Rahman and today's guest is Well Ibrahim he is an international speaker mentor and founder of Aware Academy where he spreads awareness about irresponsible media and helps people who have been consumed by it. brother Well Ibrahim assalamu alaikum thank you for being here Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh brother Ata thank you for having me jazakumullah khair How did you get into coaching the youth with regards to pornography, gaming, and maybe drugs also? Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it was a series of events, uh, brother. Back in the days, maybe in early 90s, we as youngsters were also uh, consumed by pornography via VHS tapes and magazines and what was available at that time. when at that time pornography was uh, less uh, accessible and subhanallah even though it was less accessible not like today we were so consumed and so addicted to an extent that it impacted on our level of productivity growing up uh, in that time fast forward subhanallah when a person made a change and established a serving islam team in hong kong uh, i came across a young boy who wanted to kill himself subhanallah Uh, and he opened up to me he said because uh, he was addicted to pornography and at that time i didn't understand what it really means to be addicted to imagery to pornography and that was the starting point basically to delve uh, you know with with heavy uh, loads of research on the topic of pornography in particular and just recently about 5 uh, years back i think i started getting into also gaming addiction social media addiction because things became out of hand and uh, the world health organization declared that gaming is actually a mental disorder that can be diagnosed by psychiatrists and psychologists so i haven't seen uh, many work in that area from a, an islamic perspective so i took that uh, field alhamdulillah for the past 14 years i've been focused on mashallah 14 years it's, it's a long time and So I've I've seen the work of Gary Wilson, uh, Gabe Deem, and the likes of others, and it was uh, really peculiar because uh, very few people, you know, come it uh, come into it from an Islamic pers- uh, perspective, and we need that in our community. And uh, do you ever get uh, lashback from parents or uh, other people for uh, you know maybe you know why are you uh, like talking about this taboo topic? Do you ever get? Oh that? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I the first time I spoke about the topic in one of the countries without mentioning names, I was told that if I don't get down uh, and leave the stage, uh, I'll be shot. Uh, and that was uh, by Muslim brothers. And uh, the reason after that I sat with those people and uh, and they they explained to me that culturally speaking, it's very uh, taboo and it's very difficult to address these topics and they thought that it's not as prevalent in the Muslim world as it is in the western world. And subhanallah when we look at the statistics we see that uh, according to one single website I don't intend to mention its name of course we don't promote these filth but according to one single website which is the top websites of that nature they uh, release a, a review or statistics um, you know proudly saying that 42 billion visits had occurred alone So when we say 42 billion and we have only 7 billion people living on you know planet earth then you can do the math brother and uh, we cannot exclude muslims from that equation right so uh, 
on the top of that, when I started opening my mouth about the topic, I, I received thousands of emails. We have six email inboxes that are always full because of requests from the Muslim world, people as young as uh, 12, 13, 14, and even less than that, uh, people who are uh, teenagers in universities, people who are married, married couples, and guess what? People who are extremely, extremely religious. Well, when I say extremely, I mean, People who memorize the entire Quran, people who are hijabi and niqabi, yes, sisters too, have problems with porn, uh, married couple, and people as old as 60 and 60 plus years of age from the Muslim world who are addicted to pornography, which means they cannot get in control of their own life. So, uh, yes, I get backlashes up until today. Although, alhamdulillah, I can, I, I can sense now some light at the end of the tunnel people started realizing the problem not uh you know on a, on a large scale as it should be but it's getting there inshallah 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 so I read a book by stefan arnio strong hard times create strong men and he was talking about how masculinity has been changing over the course of years and now there are about 63 genders in the gender studies so why do you think the, there's this phenomenon of, you know, rather than having two like male and female, you know, there's like a lot of genders and now sometimes people are, you know, trying to identify themselves as a piano or why, why is this happening? I don't know why it's happening and uh, an advice for you and uh, the, the listeners and everyone who's watching, we shouldn't bother ourselves with knowledge that will not really benefit us as Muslims. That's why the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to make a dua, a supplication Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'a. Oh Allah, I ask you to grant me and to provide me with knowledge that is beneficial. What will really benefit us as Muslims to know that there, are, there exist 60 plus genders and whatnot. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran told us that he created a dhakar wal untha, male and female. There is no gender, be, you know, beside that. So we should be content with what Allah had given us because we know that this is the ultimate, most beneficial, most authentic knowledge we have on planet Earth. I am not familiar with that, uh, with the work of this particular person. We may look into it, we may debate it if we want to, but I would advise the Muslims to focus on the authentic knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet And if we did this, actually, we would never go wrong. Because many hmm. people, they say like, you know, the solution for porn addiction and whatnot. And, and when I say like, you know, get your children married at a young age, you know that we have a problem about this, brother. In the Muslim world, uh, subhanAllah, the, the wedding costs a lot of money. Uh, wedding parties, the mahar, the, the, the dowry, uh, whether in India or in Pakistan or Malaysia or Egypt or Saudi Arabia, millions of dollars are being spent just to get people married. That's why marriage sometimes is, is delayed in a way that no one can actually imagine what is happening in the life of these people until they get married. How do they cope with their sexuality? How do they cope with their urges? I, I just had a, a case uh, two days or three days ago. The brother is 35 years old and about to get married. And when I asked him why you didn't marry early, he said, brother, I need to work. I need to make money. I need to have a house. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I asked him the most difficult question. I told him, have you been watching porn? Have you been masturbating? Have you been, we say all of the above, all of the above. And parents will have that share of zina billah, of porn uh, viewing because we make marriage difficult. So when I tell the people, go back to the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, 
whoever is amongst you, you know, and he's talking to young people, is able to get married, let him get married. The other alternative would be fasting. Do we really follow the sunnah of the Prophet Let alone following now the gender thing that you're talking about. May Allah protect us. Yeah, you know, this, uh, the COVID thing, I think, uh, especially in India, it helped the marriage situation because, you know, you know, the culture, right? We have, you know, a lot of money uh, spent in marriages, but when COVID hit, you know, there are like uh, nikahs happening on, you know, phones and subhanallah, like uh, it was a whole new situation. And even if it was mm-hmm. not for the sunnah, but at least for the sake of the pandemic, you know, people, you know, at least uh, changed their ways. And that was a really good thing uh, I saw at, in India. Yeah, subhanAllah, and you, uh, you may hate something which is uh, sometimes painful hearing uh, the number of people who passed away, the number of people who have been affected in every trial, subhanAllah, there are a lot of benefits uh, that uh, had taken place also during the pandemic. Uh, one of them now I'm hearing that marriage became less Allah, and you keep it that way, inshallah. So moving on to the next question, is banning porn the solution? We, we, we have to be realistic in dealing with the problem at hand. Uh, porn industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. So banning pornography could be an aspect of the solution, but it will never be the ultimate solution. Uh, we know countries who ban pornography, uh, but it didn't do any better because people will go around VPN and whatnot, and softwares now are like cheap, like chewing gum. Even uh, these VPN softwares and applications are actually for free now. You can bypass any website as you please the 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 ultimate solution in my opinion is not banning pornography is just raising awareness about the harmful impact porn and this is what we do at the aware academy we educate the masses about what will happen to you in the future for sure one of the things on the list will hit you whether you like it or not so what are these things i have written many books alhamdulillah on the on the issue there is one called beat it 50 plus shades of hope and uh, the latest is aware find out who you are without porn discussing what are the areas in life that can be affected by porn consumption and how can you really create a happy life without it Uh, so when we raise awareness about the harmful impact of pornography the brain of the human being will resist on the long run sooner or later you know it's like just telling the guy telling uh, sorry the children look this is a fire it's glowing it looks nice but if you touch it it will burn you and you keep on telling them, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. By natural, even though they are curious, they want to come closer, by natural, they will develop that fear about touching the fire. And on the long run, you understand that it's harmful, they will stay away from it. Similarly, if we keep on bombarding people with khutbas, that's, that's my advice now to the imams and the scholars to learn the science. Uh, you mentioned Gary Wilson, one of the top, lead people in the field of raising awareness about the harmful impact of pornography from a scientific perspective and the damage that can have that the porn can have on human brains in particular if we can use that science and 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 add to it the islamic touches and the islamic spiritual solutions i believe people slowly slowly they will realize on their own that this is something awful could lead to destructive lifestyle and as a result they will quit on their own if you stop the demand, the product will die on its own. True. So, like, what are some ways that, you know, maybe scholars can, you know, have a dialogue with uh, the youth and also spread awareness? Because I feel uh, this is more sort of a taboo topic. And if you go to the imam and you know, they might, you know, I think there's more of a fear, I, I believe. 
So what are some ways? Uh, as, I, as I say, I hope through your platform, imams and mashayikh and scholars will hear me and maybe get in touch with me to know exactly what's going on. And I believe that when the scholars of the deen understand that pornography and uh, internet gaming and whatnot uh, is actually devastating and causing people to actually uh, divorce their wives, uh, infidelity, you know, uh, erectile dysfunction is hitting young people of 17 and 18, uh, leading to zina, leading to uh, something called anorgasmia and, and situational anorgasmia uh, in, in, for females. You know, they cannot reach climax when, when, when they are with their husbands, you know, uh, during intimacy. When our scholars realize the harms the porn can really cause, I believe they will stand on the pulpit on Fridays and they will warn people. Perspective, which everyone knows it, it is haram, but now they will say, no, 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 be careful. It can lead to uh, these problems, uh, one, two, three, four, and so on. So I believe it's, it's uh, important for a platform like yourself to spread this awareness. Uh, I believe it's important that we uh, reach out to schools in India and Pakistan and other uh, parts of the Muslim world and otherwise, because uh, we as Muslims are told by the Prophet Sallallahu that the best of you people are those who are most beneficial to other people. So we are not only benefiting Muslims here, we are benefiting anyone because that's our job as Muslim is to save humanity from, you know, hellfire in the hereafter and also from the harms in this dunya. So I believe normalizing the conversation around porn harms is very essential. That's the starting point. Because porn itself is normalized now. Pornography itself is very normal. Uh, it's, I believe it is in every home. Whether you're religious or otherwise, I believe it is in every corner of the globe. So it's very normal, although it is less talked about. Now, when you normalize the conversation, people will get to know and people will get to understand the harms and as a result they will resist they will reach out for help and so on what are some advice you'd like to give to the parents uh, who might be watching this uh, may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you my my dear parents please understand that your children are going through challenges that you have never experienced in your entire life growing up yourself your challenges were applicable to 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 that time period and our challenges today is completely different. So you have to bridge that gap and go down to the level of your children and talk to them. Create two things I always talk about when it comes to parenting, conversation and education. The time of scolding and slapping and slippers flying on our faces is over. It's not gonna create any changes in your children's life education and conversation when you when you when you comfort your children tell them listen up i am here to clean up your mess i'm here to help you out grow in a healthy environment so whatever happened outside come and just share with me and i promise you from today onward i will never you know slap you or never talk to you badly i'll never scold you or never do this when they feel safe in their own home they will come and talk to you when something won't happen that's the starting point secondly uh, if they have devices, which now uh, almost everyone in the globe have a device of, uh, you know, internet device of any sort, uh, try to have an agreement with your children. Listen up. Uh, we have to have a system in our, in our house. Uh, the locations, you know, of, of uh, phone use and whatnot, it should be in public. Uh, no one should enter, you know, with their internet devices into their bedrooms. Uh, no internet after certain hours. Uh, 
minimize also screen time, like, you know, 30 minutes. I, for, for my, in my case, my children during weekends or during holidays, they have like two hours or three hours when I give them an, an extra bonus, which I believe it's too much already. But weekdays and school time is 30 minutes. No more than 30 minutes on their devices. Just to uh, uh, appreciate, number one, that, uh, uh, that it is absolutely normal if they don't have it if they don't do it at home in front of me as a father they would do it outside anyway right through other people so we have to provide that for them but minimize and control and supervise what's happening and the biggest uh, uh, uh favor that you will give to your children is talk to them about the harms of porn addiction it's difficult and it will never happen you know overnight unless you get the right education yourself as parents. So go into your Brain on Porn by Gary Wilson, understand, uh, grab some books, read the book of uh, uh, Christian Jensen, uh, uh, Good Pictures and Bad Pictures, teaching parents how to talk to their little children about the harms of uh, nude imagery. So with that, uh, what are some advice you'd like to give to the youth who, who might be watching this? The youth, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you. Listen, my brothers and sisters in Islam, we are living in a very, very challenging time. I think the best advice I would give them is if you are addicted and you know that you are struggling with this addiction, listen very carefully. You must seek help. You must seek out somebody else other than yourself. Don't think that you will one day break free from the cycle of addiction on your own. I became more than convinced in the past 14 years seeing people coming back again and again, again and again into the same cycle. I became convinced that no one will break free from that cycle on his or her own. You must reach out to a professional counselor, a professional coach. The AWARE Academy have a lot of uh, recovery programs. You can uh, sign up for any of these programs. And yes, they are paid because you have to invest, invest in your life. You know, if, if you're sick, you go to a doctor, you pay for that. You're sick. Addiction is in the brain. So invest a little bit and struggle for a year or two because the brain will change, inshallah ta'ala. Addiction happened in the brain. It, it shrinks the, brief, the, the prefrontal cortex, you know, the frontal lobes, uh, resulting what? Lack of motivation, lack of focus, you know, loss of memory, in, uh, uh, impaired judgment. You know, you, you can't take a decision and so on. So it's, it's really a difficult thing to deal with. It's very compulsive. So join some of these programs, struggle for a year or two until your brain rewired itself and go back to the original shape. But if you try to fight this battle on your own, guess what? You are a loser. You will lose that battle, unfortunately. So this is my advice to the youth, inshallah ta'ala, and seek out help, find accountability partners, uh, install some blockers and softwares. Be serious about the treatment. Yani don't, don't just think that because you did two rakah and you repented, you will never go back. Spiritual solutions are great, but they're not the ultimate solution when it comes to addiction. True. Uh, did this, uh, you're referring to like a prevention as well as, you know, with the spiritual side, as well as, you know, being more on the practical side, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's how we, 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 we go about any solution. It's just, you know, you pray, you make dua, you, you make wudu, you repent all the time when you relapse, when you do the, the sin again, don't give up, you go back to Allah and repent. But at the same time now, don't take your devices into the bedroom, that's your trigger. Uh, don't watch food and so on and so forth. 
don't don't use internet after midnight and so on like you do the practical tips even before this you know because that will show how serious you are allah said in the quran in allah la yughayyiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayyiru ma bi anfusihim allah will never change any condition of any human beings until they change what's within themselves you change your lifestyle first only then allah will intervene allah will realize that you're serious you're not just repenting because you are now feeling guilty you're now feeling ashamed only then you repent and then three days later you go back to the same cycle why did you go back to the same cycle because you kept doing what you've been doing now it's time to do something different only then you will create a change why do health professionals consider porn or like all these stuff as you know normal and you know stress buster and they don't tell us actually about the harms or why don't they recognize it as a problem no that's untrue brother that's untrue perhaps back in the days people couldn't yet understand what pornography could lead to so if you read a book called the porn trap the porn trap the authors both of them are sex therapists they they said that back in the days in the 80s they used to actually recommend x rated videos to their clients to spice up bedtime with you know couples and between husbands and wives partners and so on and then early 90s they started changing that view because those same couples would come back and complain about their sex life uh, as a result of these pornographic uh, uh, imagery so there is a debate out there there is a debate but the evidence that we have for the harms of pornography now had overweighed the uh, uh, all the all the research and all the talk about you know the health benefits of pornography and so on so there are people who are pro porn and you will find them on the internet but the overwhelming research that we have today even if you go just on your brain on porn the compilation that Gary Wilson had made uh, for um, uh, on masculinity on on sexual performances are over 200 research academic studies so we are talking about overwhelming uh, research so uh, health professionals um, medical professionals uh, psychologists psychiatrists are now moving toward that that direction although sometimes they say you may masturbate they they, they have that inclination toward masturbation that they say that it's sometimes beneficial which i believe their aspect of masturbation can be beneficial but uh i have a i had a video about this uh, i published like just a couple of weeks ago you can refer to that uh at the aware academy youtube channel inshallah but the, the the main issue is all health specialists at this current state they are actually changing their views they say that pornography can lead to uh depression mood swinging uh anxiety and so on and why because of the sexual problems that happen as a result of porn consumption so that's nice so that the i mean actually it will make a more uh, bigger impact when health professionals say this uh, being in the position of authority and you know having the medical expertise absolutely they are already there are many books i can recommend the any with the time i'm not sure if the time is but there are many books been written by mental health specialists like psychiatrists psychologists phd holders researchers who are already could lead to could lead to on the mental and physical health uh, perspective there are many plenty of that so what are some uh, tips or advice you would like to give you know maybe uh, so that we can spread awareness maybe in the schools and colleges universities 
So Alhamdulillah, the Aware Academy started uh, uh, training coaches around the world. Alhamdulillah, we have published, uh, launched, I mean, uh, last October, the first ever uh, coaching certification program for people who are interested to learn the in and out of uh, the art of coaching, meaning helping out others who are perhaps stuck into this cycle of addiction. And uh, at the same time, the art of raising awareness uh, about the harmful impact of pornography using what we know what, what we call age appropriate approach meaning how to talk to children in primary school and how to talk to teenagers and school uh, and college students and so on and how to talk uh, community so we have that workshop perhaps you can look into the aware academy facebook page we will be launching actually another batch inshallah in may this year and as a result of this move alhamdulillah we've been approached by so many schools so we have training for students, we have training for teachers, we have training for mental health specialists, alhamdulillah. So we have workshops on many, many different levels. So you can get in touch inshallah ta'ala and I believe that if we could train as many coaches and people who are interested as possible, we will minimize the harms that people are suffering from behind, you know, in, in silence as a result of this issue. Yeah, that, that's a really nice thing, you know, because uh, if we are, uh, you know, maybe like trained in that way, we'll be you know, able to address uh, age appropriate wise, because I feel uh, this is the thing, maybe a 10 year old could, you know, maybe get in touch with on a smartphone, right? Uh, Habibi, the, uh, the average uh, age of a person accessing uh, porn addiction, the average is 11 years old. That's the average. So that means, that means some people may be at seven, at the age of seven, eight, nine, also be, are, are addicted. We have actually statistics here in Australia, they say one in 10 porn user is under the age of 10. So pornography can be accessed by so many uh, different age uh, among the, the youngsters. And Christian Jensen, the author that I just recommended uh, in her book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, she said that uh, a time has come where the question whether your child will, will have Will, will access porn or not, it doesn't exist anymore because the question should be when. It's just a matter of time before they stumble to uh, these websites. May Allah protect us all. I mean, I mean, you told in one of your videos that uh, porn is not a men's issue. It's also, it also impacts women. Please expand a little bit about that. Yes, so uh, I, was, I was in the denial or in the belief that pornography is a, is a guy Thing. You know, it's, it's just main, men are doing these things and masturbating to images. But subhanAllah, I was in a, in a lecture giving a talk. It was a very short talk. And after that, Anil Qadi's sister approached me and she said that she had the same problem. And I was frozen to the ground because I never spoke to any female about this sensitive issue before, before that particular day. And only then I started uh, reaching out female educators in the community, training them so that they can get the weight, you know, the lift the weight off me uh, and address this issue on a wider scale. That's why we have Kalisha Bennett and I advise you to get her on your platform as well. Uh, she's sure. uh, expert on identity crisis, like uh, uh, Muslim identities and so on. And, and she's one of the senior coaches at the Aware Academy, dealing also with females who are addicted to pornography or helping wives who, are, uh, who have uh, uh, discovered the addiction of their husbands to pornography. So yes, females are not excluded, although the ratio that we have at the moment is 65% to 35% uh, kind of uh, percentage. Also, we have increasing number of females who are addicted, unfortunately.
so moving on uh, there's this uh, thing with regards to addiction is that if you remove if you want to remove an addiction you have to replace it with a bigger addiction so it may be sports it may it may be maybe other sort of activities that uh, one might be passionate about maybe it's public speaking or whatever it is so what's your take on that statement so uh, addiction is always negative so uh, anything that is addictive it's always a negative connotation uh, attached to it so we don't we don't say replace an addiction by another addiction that would be co-addiction or cross-addiction which is also harmful but what we say is replace your addiction by an attachment something that you can uh, as you mentioned something that you can become very passionate about so uh, replace it with a good healthy habit uh, sports is excellent way to actually get some rush of chemicals in your brain that can replace the dopamine uh, negative uh, rush uh, that that always pull you to your your uh, bad you know uh, habit the addiction that you ha- that you have whether it's substance or uh, behavior can help and replace the habit or the addiction uh, of pornography. Um, important, whatever you replace your addiction with, it has to be something that you like. Like, uh, don't advise people to go to the gym because some people, they don't like to go to the gym. So uh, what sports they could do, you ask them. Do you like walking? Do you like to jog in the park? Do you like swimming? So whatever exercise, whatever exercise you, you feel like you are inclined to, do it and do it gradually so that you can, inshallah, build up that habit and make it hardwired in your brain. So any addiction will never be get get rid of, except if you have replaced that pathway with something else. And uh, make sure that that something else must be positive, inshallah, time. Moving on to life questions. This is where, you know, I question about life to bring life in perspective. So what is one thing that COVID-19 has taught you? Wow. Uh, the, the lockdown, the lockdown was a blessing for me. Uh, the lockdown, I was locked down twice uh, in the year 2020. Uh, the lockdown of uh, COVID-19 and the lockdown of my injury. I, uh, I was struck with a blessing uh, of an injury in my back that uh, actually struck me uh, with uh, major slip discs left and right uh, that, you know, uh, pinned me to a wheelchair for many, many months. And so as a result of this restriction, I was, alhamdulillah, blessed to uh, think positively. Uh, I contacted my mentors, my supervisors. I got a lot of advice and a lot of uh, uh, coaching, mentoring uh, sessions with them. And as a result, I ended up uh, deciding to become productive and do something beneficial to the community. Alhamdulillah, the online uh, platform of benefited a lot in the past seven or eight months since April uh, in terms of works and, and, and other other activities, lectures, workshops, and so on, at the certification program, all of which happened during the lockdown stage. So uh, it taught me that no matter what happened, uh, just keep going. If you have a mission and a vision in life, nothing will stop you. The Prophet ﷺ was locked down in for three years you know, in the beginning of his uh, uh, prophethood, uh, where they locked them in, a, in an open desert with no food, no, no one is allowed to access uh, the early Muslims. And yet for three years, they bear with patience, but they never give up their message. They never give up their faith. Uh, Yusuf salam was locked behind uh, jail, behind bars for nine years, according to some scholars. Uh, but that never 
made him, you know, lose his faith or never uh, made him, you know, regret not doing the right thing. So that's what uh, the lockdown and COVID-19 have taught me. I mean, that you just keep going uh, and adjust and adapt whatever situation you're in. Mashallah, mashallah. So tell us, where do you see yourself five, ten years down the line with your organization and life in general? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I just, I, 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 I'm a person who care about today. Uh, I care about the now. What I can do now for the benefits of the people and the fruits and what will happen in, in, in the future, I leave that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what I am doing now is reaching out to as many people as possible who are willing to join my certification program so that we can have more than one people, more than one person in the community like myself who will be specialized in that line. That's, that's what I'm doing now. And so for, through your platform, I'm inviting people to invest in this certification program so that you become a, you know, uh, specialized in this area. Six months, the course is six months, intensive training. You will be coaching each other you know, the, the, within the group. It's a very, very close uh, community, mashallah, on Facebook. We meet through Zoom and then we upload all the work on, on a, a private group on Facebook. And alhamdulillah, within six months, you can become really very confident in speaking about this topic without feeling that taboo issue associated with it. That's what I'm doing now. And that's what I'm, I'll keep doing. And let's see what will happen in five years, how many coaches we will have, inshallah, ta'ala, around the world. Uh, the hope is to reach every city in the world with people who are specialized in uh, raising awareness about porn uh, uh, and its harms and also helping those who are addicted to it. If you could have dinner with three people. If I could have what? Dinner? Dinner with three people, dead or alive. Oh, dinner. Oh, oh sorry. I thought, uh, I thought you said that if you could wish to be someone. Okay, now, nah, sorry, I missed, uh, I missed the question. Uh, dinner. Oh. Three people having dinner with Allahu Akbar. Shall I be absolutely honest with you, my brother? Yes, yes, you can. I would love to have dinner with my family, like only my family members. I wouldn't, uh, I would wish to meet Dan Brown some years ago in, uh, in, um, in Hong Kong uh, book signing and I talked to him and I asked him questions. That's one of my hobbies. But if you told me dinner, I would meet my wife. And the why is because I'm busy all the time and I don't have enough time for my family. And uh, if, there, if there would be any dinner and outing and all that, I would dedicate it for my family. So the last question is, where is the best place people can come in contact with you? Okay, the best place would uh, please be uh, aware that the internet, which is not belong to me, uh, my academy is the gold uh, shield, the black and gold shield with book wings. Uh, that's uh, the Aware Academy Global. So if you search it on Facebook, you will uh, go straight to the Aware Academy page of uh, myself. And also the email address is the best. And, and that is info at awareacademy.com.au. Info at awareacademy.com.au. So people listening and watching, this brings us to the end of the podcast. I hope you took some value out of this and make sure to check out uh, Brother Will Ibrahim's uh, organization and I'll post all the links down in the description and we'll see you in the next one, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you. Wa alaikum salam.